The first time Callie Quinn met Yusuf Cotter, she hated him. He was standing in the kitchen of their shared house in Santiago, Chile, carrying on about some extreme marathon in front of her other new roommates. While he smiled easily and was objectively handsome, a tightly coiled five feet six inches or so, with luminous brown eyes and boyish features, he also had tasteless tribal cuff tattoos on both biceps, seemed obsessed with expensive athletic gear, and was talking nonstop about the sponsors who were clamoring to support him as one of the best Palestinian runners in the world. She had just moved in, and already she found him insufferably arrogant. A 23-year-old with blue-green eyes and alabaster skin, Callie had arrived in Chile just five weeks earlier. As a native of Canyon Lake, an hour outside Austin, she had longed to live abroad ever since taking a high school trip to the Galapagos Islands. Travel, specifically immersing herself in other cultures, electrified her. And when she enrolled at the University of Texas at Austin, she declared herself a geography major. In class, her professors repeatedly projected pictures of Chile and lectured on its sublime terrain. Callie vowed to live there after graduation. It didn't matter that she didn't know a soul in South America. I admired her courage and independence, her father would later say. At the same time, I wanted to wring her neck. On March 4, 2011, she bid her parents and older brother farewell and boarded a flight for Santiago. Chile is the longest country on Earth, with the driest desert, the Atacama, to the north, and the volcanic daggers of the Patagonia to the south. And Cali marveled at the landscape even from her airplane window. Santiago, the capital, sits nestled in a smoggy bowl between two mountain ranges. On the bus from the airport, Cali-eyed concrete buildings and the chocolate-milk-colored Mapocho River. The city had a post-apocalyptic patina, but it also had a strong economy, well-regarded English schools, and the second-lowest homicide rate of any major metropolis in the Americas. Not that Cali was concerned about crime. First on her mind was a work visa. Chile, she'd heard, handed them out like candy, and she hoped to stay a year or two. Sure enough, it only took a month for her to earn an English-language teaching certificate and snag a job at Bridge Linguatech Institute. There, she learned of an opening in a 12-bedroom, hostel-like house on Avenida Condel, a tightly partitioned two-story in the leafy neighborhood of Providencia that was painted in almost as many colors as it slept nationalities. Loud and mouthy, Callie easily befriended several of her roommates. She accompanied Edmund Attrill, a Leonine Brit who had studied theater, to protest the impending construction of a hydroelectric plant in Patagonia. She went out dancing with Sabina Schmidt, a stern German with a gap between her teeth, who once got upset at a study showing Germany to be the least funny nation, and she told goofy jokes over Pisco Sours with Molly Parsons, an English teacher from San Antonio, whose eyes fluttered upward when she spoke. Bonding over their Texas roots, the two soon became best friends. And then there was Yusuf, who complained that she talked too much. At 33, he was older than the others. He had been born to Palestinian parents in Haifa, but grew up in Denmark, and now the Federación Palestina de Chile, an organization representing the country's sizable Palestinian population, the largest outside the Middle East, was sponsoring him in his quest to set a record by running the 2,653-mile length of Chile. Over dinner, after his long hours of training, Youssef would regale the roommates with accounts of his time in the Danish Special Forces, how he'd had to stand for minutes in a room full of mace or swim to the bottom of 40-foot-deep pools. 
Ed and Sabi, who were especially close to him, hung on his every word. Callie just rolled her eyes, 